young kids at like right now, it's weird. Like, I love hip hop. I love rap. I love, it's my literal first love. I've reached the age now to where all the bullshit that I thought them old niggas was saying about the shit that people were speaking into the world and putting out on wax. I see it now and I'm like, they were right. And I didn't understand because I was young. I just thought these old niggas hating. Yep. And I see that shit when I hear like, like over conversations of like just little shit. The reactions to some of like, like music shit is just fucking different now. Like, we're gonna talk about the Grammys and shit. So, Killer Mike won three rap Grammys and also got arrested after the ceremony. Well, before the ceremony started. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. He didn't get make it to the big ceremony because some kind of security shit happened, and like I haven't really seen what happened, but apparently some words were exchanged with security guard. And, you know, kill Mike a big nigga, like big tall four hundred pound nigga. So the security was on their shit, and they took him out of handcuffs. And of course, like all big niggas, they had to double cuff that nigga. Mm-hmm. But he was still all smiles or whatever. That nigga Kai Sinat. I think that's how you say his name. Sinat. Sinat. The little dude that be streaming. Was so mad about Travis Scott not winning for Utopia. Which, as a hip-hop lover, Utopia was an awful album. I was going to say it was not it. At all. World. I'll give you. World was... A classic at this point. He just want Travis Scott to win because he Travis Scott. These these streamers be dick riders. That's the truth. So, he went on that whole rant and he was like, who is Killer Mike? Who decided this? And all this other shit. And these young niggas, I don't think they understand that Saying I don't know who this person is is not the flex you think it is. Mm. You're supposed to be somebody that I'm supposed to take serious about music and you don't know who Killer Mike is? Yeah, no. Killer Mike is the only nigga besides Andre Patton and Andre Benjamin. I mean, Antoine Patton and Andre Benjamin to have been an outcast. But, like, they were going on that whole shit and they talk about I don't know him, I don't know him, like... And then Joe Button read the fuck out of them. Be like, y'all stupid ass niggas. Of course y'all don't know them. And then they want to get in their feelings. And then Killer Mike handled it with more grace and was like, well, as a young person, you should expand your boundaries of music. And he talked about the thing about if you don't, if you like Outkast and you don't know who Portishead is, you don't know that Portishead played a, a role in who Andre 3000 became. And just gave like some old, some OG shit that that's how you supposed, that's how you gonna reach some of these knucklehead niggas. Basically, do your research. Right. Like when we grew up, we listened to multiple shit. Mm-hmm. 
that's why now it's a whole group of millennials that still love Paramore. Black millennials that love Paramore, love Fallout Boy, love uh, the Strokes, Rascal Flatts, everything. Because we were listening to everything. We're one of the last generations that had like MTV playing actual fucking videos. Yeah. These new niggas think they don't even know. We also had our parents' music. And, like, their peers, and we grew up listening to Stevie, listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire, all this shit. These niggas don't even listen to rap we grew up on. Yeah, no. They don't know shit. No. And their music shows that they don't know fucking shit. Because it is awful. Utopia sucked. These rappers out nowadays, especially all the new ones, they all sound the same for that reason. Yeah. And that's why the good ones stand out. Like, J.I.D. stand out. Mm-hmm. Like, the big three of our generation, Kendrick Cole and uh, Drake, they stood out. Even though Drake has started regressing, going to being a fuck nigga. <sighs> <laughs> Even Kanye. Kanye played all that bullshit-ass album today. That shit is not good. And this is the nigga that has the greatest discography in music. Yeah, that sucks. He's regressing because he's trying to keep up with these young niggas. You should be making grown-ass fucking music. Nigga, you are one of the blueprints. You don't have to keep up with nobody. You are the father of generations. You have many sons. You're supposed to be just doing you and let that shit hit. You don't got to try to be like these other niggas but he was so used to being on being on the vanguard that he don't know how to react to not being that nigga so, he don't know how to age gracefully like i said him and nikki they same person they are the exact same person they are mirror images of each other um also women are running rap hands down it's not even close Especially lyrically. Not even close. 2024 is about to be the official year of female rappers. I hope so. Flo Millie got a hit. Meg got a hit. Glorilla dropped a banging ass fucking song the I other day. I do like that new Glorilla shit. She in her pocket because this is that Memphis shit and it matches her flow. And I'm like, yeah. Right there. Oh. Uh, uh, Mona Leo yeah. out here yeah. doing her shit. Lotto running it up. Yep. Um, and Cash we're, Doll. Cash Doll is Cash dope. Cash Doll doesn't get what she deserves. No. At all. Because she been dropping back-to-back bangers. And Cash Doll, I, people be sleeping how fine Cash Doll is. I know this. we talk about the music. But Cash Doll is a total package. Ben, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's her music group or what, but she ain't getting what she deserve out here. Not to be that person too, but I've also wondered if a little bit of that colorism play a part. I feel like that was Flo Millie's for a while until she came out with an absolute banger that is undeniable. And honestly, Flo Millie's song took off on TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok is really helping the girls. Definitely. 
Um, I've seen so many reels and uh, TikToks to that Flo Millie song. Mm-hmm. I'm also wondering, she ain't hit number one yet. What the fuck is going to take for her to hit number one? I know his just came out and had um, the portal scene with, with all the hives linking up for it to hit number one. But I'm just like, God damn, that is, what's it going to take for Flo Millie to get a number one? But she on her way. She is. And this might be a crazy, this going to sound crazy to niggas that don't respect women rappers. As of right now, Flo Millie might be the greatest rapper from Alabama of all time. Hmm. Hmm. And you can make the argument that she probably is. I mean, I can't even name another rapper from Alabama for real. The biggest rap song in Alabama history is Throw Some D's. Flo Millie is bigger than that. No, she ain't. You don't but think she, so? She caught that song. This she, new song is really. It's up there. But Throw Some D's is an all time banger. She, I True. think she could get a couple before long to where her legacy is going to be greater. But that Rich Boy song hit the streets hard and it never yeah. fell off. You're right. You're right. You're right. Never fell off is the key. But at this point, she got a couple of single bangers that are up there. She came out the door with Flo Millie uh, Beef Remix. And that's one of the greatest freestyles of all time. Like that bitch is still my shit. Like that bitch. That's still in my um, I put that in my story today. <laughs> <laughs> but she's already the most popular rapper from Alabama. But you can make an argument that down the line she might actually end up being the greatest rapper from Alabama. I hope so. I would love to see. Because the skin tone also... Um, Clea Trappa up and coming. Yeah. She's good. She put out a cool ass like rock rap situation. Which I I like that crossover a lot. There's I feel like there is a up and coming part of genre bending that black people are about to run for sure. We already see in country. Black people are taking over country music. Yep. And that shit is dope as fuck. Meg is flirting with some rock shit. Mm-hmm. She gonna come out with a rock song that's gonna be dope or she gonna be on somebody's rock song. Mm-hmm. SZA has been teasing that she's gonna make a song with Paramore. And that shit is gonna do numbers. <laughs> I think that would be so fitting. Yeah, because um, S.O.S., has so many genre build, bending uh, tracks, which we'll lead to in a second. But um, I do want to talk about this too because this has been recent. Them damn city girls is falling off. Yeah, what's happening? I don't know if they've split, but they both are working different singles. Yeah, and neither one of them are hitting. Even JT, who is the rapper. Yeah. Of the quick that she can rap, but it's 
she like somebody said she has the personality of a baked potato. Yeah, she does. She she kind of gives me Summer Walker vibes sometimes. Like she's real standoffish, real yeah. But I I feel like it it's got to be some beef going on because they haven't been making appearances together like normal. And honestly, I want to blame that on Diddy. That changed everything. They dropped that album. It got bad reviews. I didn't listen to it. I heard it was actually good, though. Hmm. But it didn't get... The sales were trash. I think their their little peak or era has ran its course. Mm -hmm. And now they're the old bitches in the club, which is crazy. But it happens to all of us. I mean, but if you... If you are smart enough, if they have a creative enough team, they can come back. They can revamp. They can they can pivot. I don't think they have a strong enough team, though. Yeah, probably not. I, I just don't think they have a strong enough bond anymore. No. The cracks are there, but I do agree with you. The Diddy shit took Once the wind out of Carisha's yeah, shit. Yeah, all these events with Diddy, Carisha couldn't be a part of that. Yeah. And I just feel like... It it put a wedge in their friendship. Yeah. And it's just weird to see the tide change into where they were mentioned on this week's episode of Abbott Elementary. Like it's a running joke that Barbara always do it wrong and she called them the town yeah, the town women. women. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Tyler. He was like City Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that shit live and I was weak. <laughs> I, I went straight to Twitter like these niggas are tripping. <laughs> I seen the clip of it on Twitter and I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? The, the town, town women. women. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to the town women, city girls. Pull out your Walkman iPhone <laughs> and pull up Napster, Spotify. <laughs> Oh my god! That's how Black Mamas be for sure, though. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. It's, look, you know what they said. It's everything that they know is what it is. It was hard for me to get to the Grammys for the first like thirty-five to forty-five minutes. Even the Tracy Chapman uh, track? Yeah, that was cool or whatever, but I feel like the presenters were just like, the energy was so low and weird and awkward. Um, I was just like, oh, this is just so awkward. And then the first couple of awards that they presented, 80% of the people were not there. Because, yeah. you know, niggas don't go to the Grammys like they used to, like, yeah. So many were were accepted on behalf of other people. And I was just like, bro, what is this show? Like, I was getting irritated. I'm just like, where the fuck is everybody at? Especially because they had so many um, awards that they didn't uh, present on live. Like, all the hip-hop awards were before the uh, ceremony even started. What? Yeah. There wasn't, no rap category was televised. Yeah. Which is bullshit because rap is the number one genre. Yep. And the Grammys keeps playing in our fucking faces. Which is why my favorite rapper of all time, the great and mighty Hove, (laughs) 
accepted an award and read the fuck out of the Grammys Did on it. stage. Also, Jay Z is funny as fuck. He really is. When he was up there, I was chuckling. Like he is funny, effortlessly. But yeah, I'm glad he. I'm glad he got up there and did what he did. Like but, a lot of people think that it's just because of Beyonce, but it's just like no, this nigga been at Grammys and nominated for Grammys since before Beyonce was a part of his life. Like right, he was talking about the '98 Grammys when he boycotted. I was gonna say if anybody can speak to. A pattern that they've seen at this award show, it's gonna be a nigga like Jay Z. With the accolades, the respect and everything else to where he gets a um pretty much a lifetime achievement award and he gets on stage and they are like, dude, dude, just do whatever fuck you want. Just do what you want. Do Hove. And Hove did Hove and said, I'm sorry, I tell the truth when I get nervous. Bar. That nigga is a lyrical, miracle, listen, spiritual ass nigga. Listen. <laughs> so he um mentioned that Beyonce um never won album of the year. And she I don't think she's won any of the top four ever. Top four are record of the year, song of the year, well no, record of the year, best new artist, album, album of the year. year. And song of the year. And she hasn't won any of those. Most awarded um, musician of all time on the Grammys. Always in the black categories or the urban categories. Mm-hmm. It is a crime that Kanye West, Jay Z, Beyonce, and a list of other niggas have never won album of the year. Plain and simple. I understand why Harry Styles won last year for Harry's house because I will die on this hill. That is an amazing fucking album. (laughs) (laughs) And you know how I feel about Renaissance. True. Do I think Renaissance is the better album? Yes. Like on pure music standpoint. Mm. But do I get why a cisgendered white man who put out a banger album, one album of the year? Absolutely. But you know what I don't get? (laughs) (laughs) SZA put out a genre bending album that beat Taylor Swift off the charts from the number one spot for, I believe, 10 weeks. Phenomenal year. That Midnight's album that Taylor Swift won album of the year for is not the best Taylor Swift album. And it damn sure ain't better than SOS. So for Taylor Swift to have won her fourth, fourth, one, two, three, four album of the year where she broke a tie. And this is the part that pisses me the fuck off. (laughs) Broke a tie. With Francis Albert Sinatra, Paul Simon, and Stevelyn Morris, a.k.a. Stevie Wonder, and she has more album of the years than all three of those motherfuckers, get the fuck out of here. And there was absolutely 
I I just don't understand Taylor Swift. And I'm not even one of them people that I'd be like, man, Taylor Swift sucks. I don't believe Taylor Swift sucks. I believe Taylor Swift is a great artist. I believe she probably deserved one of those albums of the year. But four? Four. A black woman has not won album of the year in this century. Lauren Hill was the last one to win in 1999. In 25 fucking years. In the era of literal Beyonce. Beyonce, whose album we are still talking about today, and she dropped that shit almost two years ago this summer. Yes. It should be the album of the two years. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She should have been able to compete this year because she got robbed last year. Um... So, uh, Dangerously in Love didn't win. Uh, I Am Sasha Fierce didn't win, which of all the four albums, that's probably the more shocking that didn't win because that's when, that's before quote unquote Beyonce became black to white people. Right. This is single ladies Beyonce. This is also, let's just talk about the longevity of Beyonce to where we have had multiple iterations of Beyonce at greatness at every level. She didn't win with that. Matthew Knowles is no longer her manager. She takes her career under starts with four. Then you get self-titled, which is fucking amazing. That's the first robbery self-titled, not winning. (laughs) That's the first straight up heist. I just, I can't even fucking speak about how, that shit didn't win. Just the pure fucking genius behind rolling that shit out. Putting that shit together in secret. They changed the days that music comes out because of Beyonce. As an A-list celebrity, this bitch was moving around, shooting videos. And nobody knew until she dropped the shit. We don't find out what your singles are till the album comes out. <laughs> I don't think like, y'all niggas understand. Blew the lid off of music release. But then on top of that, on top of just the way that she rolled it out, the album itself was fucking amazing. And still sounds better than most shit that's on so radio. So diverse. Yes. The visuals were amazing. And everybody has a favorite song on that album, and it's all different, and none of them are wrong. Drunken Love still goes off in the club. Rocket is still amazing. Superpower. Blow. Flawless. Which everybody listens. Y'all know how I feel about Blow. That freaky ass song. The whole fucking out. Like, I'm literally, we have literally named like eight (laughs) songs. (laughs) Right. What? We haven't even named some of the bigger ones. So, self-titled. Then Lemonade. We don't even got to talk about Lemonade. Y'all, look, y'all niggas know. That's the other thing. They be playing our fucking face. Lemonade, game-changing album. Game-changer. And loses to Adele. On a subpar Adele album. And even Adele was like, 
I don't know what else you gotta do, bitch, to win the fucking award. Beyonce, <laughs> this is not my award. She's like, I love you. I love the way you make my friends feel. I don't deserve. This is yours. This is supposed to be yours. And then comes back with Renaissance, which is a love album to a whole genre of music and a whole group of people who have been subjugated to a whole bunch of bullshit for years. And she loses to a nigga that's not even... I almost said something. Wow. A nigga who doesn't identify as a queer person, but reaps all the benefits of cosplaying as a queer person. Hmm. Even though, like I said, Harry's House, goddamn banger. I listen to that shit. The two albums I listened to the most the last two years are Harry's House and Renaissance. Under normal circumstances, I'm with it. But not beating Renaissance. Yeah, bro. That shit. And there's so many people that were just like, she has enough awards. And Jay-Z only got up there and said all that because his wife didn't win. It's like, no. But nobody says it about Taylor fucking Swift. Four albums of the fucking year. In the era of Beyonce, Adele, Kanye fucking West. It's something about Taylor Swift that just don't sit right with me. I, I, you know, I, I, I thought about that, <laughs> and it's a couple of things. For one, the fake sincerity. Mm. She won her fourth album of the year. Oh my god! I can't bypass and Celine Dion like that. Niggas was not having that oh, shit. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are to just bypass Celine Dion? Caribbean legends of Celine Dion. <laughs> Not to mention, Celine Dion is recovering from her health situation, and she looked amazing. Didn't she perform? Or I don't think she performed, but she. I feel like I seen her singing in her Grammy. She's outfit. had trouble walking. Yeah, and walked out there with her son. Another thing, how old are we? That the son is grown. I was like, who the fuck is this nigga? The son is grown. That's the baby. <laughs> the, the baby ba- is the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Early running for the baby is the grandma. <laughs> the baby is grown as fuck. But yeah, I'm just like, she's so plastic like that's the best word that i can find right now i somebody said on twitter that she has not had any progression in her music like i feel like she's still such an appeal to teeny bopper shit like everything that she drops is just so teeny bopper related and that's why like people have dubbed her as America's sweetheart. She also wrote that Kanye shit. Yeah, she did. She she got to have her white tears and be a white woman victim and damsel in distress. Woo, woo, woo. You know the craziest thing about that whole thing is Beyonce gave her her moment at the end of that she awards. Did. She did. And it low-key kind of backfired in Beyonce's face. 
Because yeah. people ate that up and were just like, yes, Taylor, you are the one because Beyonce acknowledged you. When Beyonce was being nice. But y'all also know Beyonce's Beyonce. Bro, every uh commercial break, niggas was lining up to take pictures with Beyonce. <laughs> she had meet and greets at the goddamn Grammys. With other fucking celebrities. Bless her heart. I know. She, I know she's tired. She auntie was tired. tired. Ooh, auntie was tired. I know she's tired. <laughs> I know she's tired. And I ain't even gonna take away from Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was take. She had some fan moments too. But this is also the shit that we rubbed me the wrong way about Taylor Swift. Everybody, she was introducing. She met Coco Jones. She reached out her hand. Hi, I'm Taylor. Bitch, I know who the fuck you are. (laughs) I have even watched some performances from her damn tour and just was not moved. Bro, the things Beyonce has to be perfect at. And Taylor Swift is none of those. Taylor Swift's pen, I will not take away from it. Lacks progression as a grown woman, considering that this bitch is literally a year younger than us. Thirty-four, pandering to fourteen-year-olds. Adele is our age. Adele is only a year older than Taylor Swift, but Adele has been writing a grown album since nineteen. Yep. Now, granted, because Adele is was a heavier woman at one point. People tend to age up mm-hmm. fat people. Mm-hmm. And they give them an old soul rhetoric. Because if you're a big girl who can sing, you it's, a long a hist- woman. it's a long history of women, uh, big girls that were singing, like grown women. That's part of the, the aesthetic of it. Yeah. But Taylor Swift is still making music that Olivia Rodrigo is making, and Olivia Rodrigo is what twenty years old. Also, I feel like I feel like that speaks to her level of talent. So her music isn't progressing because neither is her voice. She can only sing this teeny bopper ass shit, whispery type shit. Because she, I don't want to say she's not a vocalist. But and that's fine because Rihanna's not a vocalist, I don't think. Right. But Rihanna knows how to put out good songs. Rihanna also knows how to display emotion in her voice in a way that takes a level of talent that a lot of people don't realize. But Rihanna has also progressed in her discography. Yeah. We went from Ponda Replay to Umbrella to Anti. Yep. Like progression. Mm-hmm. All of Taylor Swift songs put me in the same years when she came out. And also, I don't know, just because we grew up in the suburbs. I just know too many white women like Taylor Swift that are <laughs> awful people. Just just basic. And I that's the perfect term for it. She's a basic. basic. Even people were even talking about her dress and her hair and everything. Just basic, like, gives no effort. And I do, I will, look, I will give this to the Swifties out here. That is part of her appeal, that she is, she makes relatable music to her audience. 
I don't have a problem with that per se. My problem with that is too many people whose opinion matters in these awards are able to relate to basic instead of mm. black excellence. And that is the disconnect. Also, but why at 34 <laughs> is your audience the same age? They're not aging out. You're just gaining new young teens every time you drop something. Like, it, and I honestly feel like she's pandering to that. She is. Like, she's stuck in it. <clears throat> when are you going to get out of it? When Taylor Swift first came out, she was a country singer. Mm-hmm. And then, if Taylor Swift dropped a country album, I feel like that shit could hit so hard. If Taylor Swift stayed in the country lane, I actually would have a problem with some of the that you belong to me. That shit was a beggar. Like showcase your ability to strum strum a guitar. Showcase your vocals some more. All this fucking uh, I can't I can't even sing a damn song. I can't even think of one right now. Blake Space is my favorite Taylor Swift song. I can't <laughs> think of it. Are we gonna be forever? Are we gonna go down in flames? Oh. Every time I think of Taylor Swift, the only song I can think of is He Wears Churches. That was a beggar, though. Not for me. Respectfully, I think you got to listen to some more Taylor Swift because she actually does have good songs. I listen to a good bit of Taylor Swift because but I'm saying, my friends are always listening to I, fucking Taylor Swift. I feel Swift. you. But I'm saying the reference track is when we were <laughs> teenagers. She either came out with some good songs since then. Anti Hero last year was a good song. I can't. <laughs> Can't call the melody. Midnight's is not a bad album. I, I can be objective about that. Midnight's is bad, not a bad album. I feel like the album that all black people low key rocked with, or not all black people, but black people rocked with was uh 1989, mm-hmm. which is which has blank space and has uh bad blood. I think. And uh, what's the other song? Shake It Off. Shake It Off is fucking phenomenal. No. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No. I feel like I'm at a six-year-old's birthday party when that shit come on. That's a, that's a, we just got different music tastes. That's just, (laughs) we just gonna leave it at that. Anyway, enough from the Taylor Swift hate train. Uh, But the other part of it is, it's the people that don't like her for music reasons that I can't, I don't ever want to be aligned with. Like the Republicans that used to use her as like, at one point, this is no bullshit. Taylor Swift was used as a meme for white nationalists mm. for a long time. And then she started actually talking about her politics and a group of white men hated her because of that. And they labeled her a feminist, which she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they hate her for those reasons in which I don't want to be aligned with that. This is just based on music 
critiques and what I see people project her up as mm-hmm. an image of. I don't want to be aligned with those niggas also that are mad that she shows up on uh, 20 seconds of each game that she's at because her boyfriend's playing. Yeah. And tomorrow is the Super Bowl. She will show up on the screen because she's goddamn Taylor Swift. And people for legitimate reasons and people for not legitimate reasons will roll their eyes and suck their teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Me. (laughs) But it's difficult. Now, hopefully, I do feel like the tide is turning on some of the hate. But we will see. She just seems so fake. Like, I I don't know. I can't. I can't put my finger on why exactly. But just. Her whole. Public persona. Just. We haven't gotten to know Taylor Swift as a woman versus knowing Taylor Swift as a pop star, especially comparing her to Beyonce. Like, I feel like, and not every, I'm not saying that every artist has to do this, but I feel like. For the level of acclaim that Taylor Swift has, we should know more of who she is. That we, is a fair we critique. We've been through so much with our sister Beyonce. But also, I got to play devil's advocate. I don't like to play devil's advocate because the devil doesn't need an advocate. But is it possible that you have just shut off Taylor Swift to where you can't listen to her music and see the growth in her? Oh, yeah, definitely. But oh. I'm. But what this is what I'm saying, though, is like, I listen to her music. My Jason loves Taylor Swift. We listen to a lot of her shit. Whenever I go over his house, he will play her performances. Like, I've listened to her more than I want to. <laughs> and I still just be like... Our good brother Jason is my sister. <laughs> I just be like, you know, I let him have his moments, but I just be like... And that's how I also feel with a lot of Swifties. Because there are legitimate people that I respect and... I like them as people that are diehard Taylor Swift fans. And I don't get it. I don't get it all the way. But I can't, as a music person, to me, I have Taylor Swift songs I like. And there are Taylor Swift songs I enjoy. And I can see. I can see how somebody who is our age that grew up listening to Taylor Swift and is the biggest Swifty fan in the world I can see how they can look and be like, y'all seem like y'all hating from outside of the club. Now, I think that's without the context of seeing how race and other things play into it. Mm -hmm. But I can see how, as a fan of 
Kanye. Oh, redacted as a redacted <laughs> fan of Kanye. <laughs> it's hard because Kanye is a psycho. But I feel like at one point musically, you couldn't deny him musically. Yeah. And him being shut out or people hating about it, I kind of be like, yeah, some haters. Uh, listen, I was a Kanye hater for a while. Um, but it's also because Kanye was giving us a lot of his personality, like head on in the beginning. And I disliked him mainly because I felt like he was a cocky ass motherfucker before I really got into his music, the videos, the lyrics, the fashion, the fashion, like before I really got into it and was like, okay, shit, like this nigga actually, he be writing his ass off. This nigga actually, he you know what I'm saying? The fuck out of yeah. Like he's, he's him. So I think for me with Taylor, what's missing is just like, we don't know who she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we haven't seen her grow as a person for you to be in this industry for this long. Who are you as Taylor? That's fair. Outside of your music. You know what I'm saying? Like that just makes it hard for me. I think that's, that's where the disconnect is. I cannot really connect with you. I don't know. I don't, we don't know a lot about Taylor other than the men that she cycled through that everybody loves to talk about. Other, other than her dating life and you know, shit like that. But it's just like, what is your personality? Like, are you a sweet girl? Are you more on the feisty side? Do you like mustard on your hot dogs? Do you eat fried chicken every now and then? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, where's your favorite place to vacation? Where, Like, we don't know her and, other than this persona that she's giving us. And that's been manufactured because her, when she uh didn't recognize Celine Dion backstage, her uh, her team made sure she took a picture with, with Celine Dion. I get it. I feel like it's just complex, and just as a music fan, I just don't. It doesn't sit right with me that <laughs> she has more album of the years than three of my favorite artists of all time. Let alone Stevie. We know how black people feel about Stevie. We know about how everybody feels about Stevie. Stevie. Stevie <laughs> is Stevie. Everybody recognizes the artistry of Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Everybody, for the most part, everybody recognizes the artistry of Paul Simon. Paul Simon is amazing and has so many amazing albums. Mm-hmm. Like Graceland, if you put that shit on now, that shit bangs. Mm-hmm. And Francis Albert Sinatra... As anybody that's been to my house, I have this white man on my wall. That's the way you keep calling his <laughs> whole fucking name. Because he is Francis Albert Sinatra. Uh, I just want The her chairman to, of the board. I want her to give us some emotion. I would like to see her collaborate with other people other than, uh, what's his name, Jack Antonoff? I don't know who that is. I think it's the guy who's been her right like writer producer he's her dream 
this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kim looks like she want to slap me. Well. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, it's been a good episode. <laughs> he, he is the uh, he is the dream to her Beyonce. <laughs> I wish I wish y'all niggas could see her fucking face. I have never seen the look of disgust. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't, bro. I can't. This, bro, what if like we break up over Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that'll be a sad time. First, the city girls break up. Now, every day I wake up. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, show us your vocals, girl. If you if you got. You got to. As a country singer, we know you can actually fucking sing. Sing with emotion. Yeah, because you wouldn't put Taylor Swift up with some of the great... Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood. Miranda Lambert. Yeah, she ain't up there. Miranda Lambert's pen is fucking amazing also. Oh, man. We got to make a country playlist too eventually with all the black country artists. Cause they are taking over, man. When Beyonce, you do, you do that, and I'll do mine. We gotta do, we gotta do that one too for BHM. Yeah. Um. When Beyonce dropped her country album, bro, because Daddy lessons and the white people. Were. Beyonce was on stage with the motherfucking Dixie Chicks, and them white people were mad. But they also don't if, like the Dixie Chicks. Niggas love the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> if genre bending could even win an award, Beyonce's up there. Beyonce still should get that. Beyonce is one of the greatest female rappers of all time. <laughs> I'm not even bullshitting. As far as delivery, she's up there. <sighs> Man, this shit got heated. <laughs> heated. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> All right, that's enough for the Grammys. So we Ooh. conquered that one. Uh, we got Usher Bowl tomorrow. We do. Continuing on the music theme. Um, I feel like tomorrow, a lot of Gen X and millennial parents are going to show their ass mm-hmm. in front of their kids, and their kids going to see them in a way that they ain't never seen. Because Usher Raymond IV is one of the last great superstars. He is the male Beyonce. This is our this is our moment. What do you think? Everybody been talking about how he's gonna uh, do his lineup. I think his. What you think his intro gonna be? I would love for it to be superstar. I don't think it's gonna be, it's superstar. Gonna be superstar. It's gonna be yeah. It's gotta be yeah. I feel like it's gonna be um. I just want to get your attention. Hey, 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 daddy. Like really? I, just, I can just see the lights coming down when he, and then just opening up. With, I just want to get your attention. I feel like 
if he he could do superstar or bad girl you, you think he'll lead off with bad girl that guitar in the beginning what y'all know about him super model for shout out l magazine pimp juice i keep it flowing Better. I need a bad girl. Get out of bag girl. Listen, I <laughs> Usher gets played in my car every day. I love Usher. Like the confessions too. <sighs> Bank. What? Um. 8701 is my shit though mm. that's my like because that I remember we were in 7th grade I think yeah 01 yeah cause it came out August 7th 01 and we were at NYSP that summer when You Remind Me came out I always wanted to be an NYSP kid I was Operation Nehemiah instead Tomato, yeah, but tomato. That was my church. That's tomato, tomato, though. In the streets of Huntsville, that's the that those are the jams. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ain't gonna say his name because I don't know what happened to him later. But one guy in NYSP got on stage and saying, "You remind me to his crush in uh class," and I was like, "That's a baller ass <laughs> fucking dude." I was a like, simp. I was like, <laughs> this is what they would call them hey, niggas today. That's what they would call them then. Them little girls would eat that shit up, though. Oh, I bet. Because Usher was the coolest nigga on the planet at oh, that time. Oh, my God. Since I was in fourth grade knowing about Usher. I remember when my sister, like, Singing when My Way came out. My Way, yeah. That was it. That was the first Usher song I ever heard in fourth grade, My Way. Okay. Let's think about this. all right the songs that I think he's gonna do for sure. Okay, um, I gotta, I gotta. Okay, so my number ones is gonna be either Bad Girl or um, Hey Daddy. What's the name of that damn song? I know it ain't Hey Daddy. I think it is Hey Daddy. Is it? Yeah, it is Hey Daddy. But just that intro just feels like lights on. I just want to get your attention. Okay. So it's going to be that. Bad Girl or Hey Daddy for me. Okay. So I feel like the definite that's going to be there is You Make Me Wanna. Mm. That I feel like if I have to place bets, that's definitely going to be played. Yeah, for sure it's being played. Niggas on Twitter have been mad about the idea that oh my god is gonna be played. But that song was fucking huge. It and, was huge. And the whites. And very white centric. Cause that was in the whole like black eyed peas era. Yeah. <laughs> that was crossover because it was all the uh dubstep and then like David two thousand five, two thousand six. David Guetta. David Guetta. <laughs> so I got you make me wanna um, it's a possibility Nice and Slow gets played if it does yeah um, 8701 we gonna have I think part of you remind me will be played my 
favorite Usher song of all time is You Don't Have to Call. Mm. And I feel like that's definitely going to get played because that's an iconic video and song. Guys, I don't know if y'all can relate to this, but I'm just going to speak to the fellas out here for a little bit. I feel like every man my age or a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, has broken up with a girl and you've been sad for a reason. And then you have a moment to where I'm going to go out and I'm going to party. And if you have never recreated the Usher getting ready scene from uh, You Don't Have to Call and hit the situations. We'll arrive in our lives, but you gotta be smart about it. Celebration with the guys. <laughs> um, or if you ain't been in the car with your homies and hit the little uh hiccup move that they did in the car, <laughs> you ain't a millennial, goddammit. <laughs> the chest crump. The chest crump. <laughs> Um, my boo is definitely gonna be played because they Alicia said Keys. Alicia's gonna be there. I kind of want love in this club. That being in college with that hit, that was a banger. Because it's giving like the the synthesis is giving strobe light. Like I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about like lights and music. I want to see love in this club for sure because that's one of my favorites, especially hey. of the later. Usher catalog but also I'm good if nothing gets played after Raymond versus Raymond true <laughs> it'll still be a lot of bangers a lot of bangers um confessions we we definitely will get confessions too we will definitely get confessions too at some point it might not be the whole song but it's gonna be enough because that is a banger across racial lines everything um, yeah, like I said, yeah, for sure. I would love to see Superstar. Superstar, but I wonder though if it'll be the actual song or the interlude to be like a bridge to another song, like a teaser song. I feel like he has to do the Usher challenge. Because if he's already gonna do my boo, that's a that's a definite. He's doing my boo. But he's got He's gonna be there. He's got to hit the. Uh, I hope I sounded true. good. That sound okay. True. You was you was almost there. First note was a little shaky, but it's okay. I caught up. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm also I'm just thinking Super Bowl. Super Bowl. He's not gonna do a lot of his like slower paced R and B. I gotta read this tweet because this tweet was fucking insane. <laughs> Speaking of this, this literally. So, uh, where is it? She got a. I feel like you remind me gonna be in there. Did we say that? She deleted the tweet. This is how crazy this was. Uh, Kyla Lacey, who has been known to tweet some crazy shit. She said, give me superstar, give, uh, give me bad habits, give me throwback, give me can you handle, give me you got it bad, give me let me see, but I'm willing to part with no limit, 
No Limit probably was gonna get played too. Ugh, I hate it. I song. hate No Limit. DJ got us falling in love. Yeah, that might get played too. Mm. Oh my God, and moving mountains. And somebody responded, "This is the Super Bowl, not thirty-five plus grown and sexy night in a hookah lounge." She gave us a fucking concert playlist, not the Super Bowl. That is his residency playlist. Yeah. You ain't. You know what song gets looked over a lot though by Usher is um. Is it called something special? I think we got something special. Girl, you and me together will take on Yep, something special. Hey, man, that, uh. That Here I Stand was. Oh, that's that's a banger album. People doubted Usher because he was married. They were like, man, this nigga had fallen off. And he came out with Love in This Club and that album. Here I Stand was actually it. Yeah, that was a good album. Especially as a follow-up to Confessions, which there's it's hard to quantify to younger people how big Confessions was as an album. Mm. Like, you had to be there to understand Everybody and their mama was listening to Usher songs. Mm. White people, black people, Asians, uh, everybody. Yep. We grew up in an era to where you could like R&B niggas and not be... It's also niggas that were begging. This was the last era of R&B begging-ass music. Even though Usher had a little bit of fuckboy. He had just enough fuckboy to be charming. And that's where niggas fuck up. You can't look. Uh, to quote or paraphrase from Tropic Thunder, never go full, you know what? <laughs> never go full fuck boy. <laughs> and that's where the the R&B niggas is fucking up now cuz they are going full fuck boy. This is true. So, my finals, I think Superstar for sure. You remind me yeah, it's definitely getting played. I will bet all the money in my pocket that yeah, will get played tomorrow. Oh my God, it's definitely getting played despite the niggas being mad. Um, and one of the lesser Usher songs. I don't want to hear my boo because I'm kind of over Alicia Keys. I respect her as a legend. I just don't ever want to hear Alicia Keys sing again. Alicia Keys, I don't think is... um exercising her vocal cords enough because after this girl's on fire I never want to hear another Alicia Keys song again yeah um but yeah hopefully like by the time y'all listen to this y'all would have already heard I would like to hear y'all feedback of how right we were how wrong we were um you think it's gonna be any other special guests other than Alicia Keys I mean, if he does love in the club and Beyonce shows up. Ugh. Or if he does bad girl and Beyonce shows up. Either one. <laughs> she ain't even got to sing. If she show up on she stage. She be dancing. She just be a dancer. Those are people's like, people wanted Usher and Beyonce to be together. They also wanted Beyonce and Justin Timberlake to be together once they did uh to the end of time 
Which is also <laughs> still a, that's a classic. Twitter be trying to act like Justin Timberlake ain't got bangers, and I don't I don't like revisionist history. They mad at him right now for that sanctified song. Why? They saying he digging too far in Negro shit, trying to, and I'm just like, bro, y'all don't understand this nigga is from Memphis. The whitest niggas in Memphis. The reason why y'all <laughs> loved him is because he was this way. He's always been this way. Mickey Mouse Club, he was singing Jodeci. <laughs> like, did everybody forget? Him he, and had Ryan a, he had a TWA. He had a curly pro when he came This out. nigga wore cornrows at one point and dated Janet Jackson. Come That's on. the most nigga shit. <laughs> what are y'all mad at? Sanctified. I seen that performance with him and um, Toby... What's his name? Ngwegwe. Yeah, that's how you say it. I can't say it. I think but that's the, how you say it. I, I think that's it. how you say it. That's anyway, close enough. That performance was lit. It was. We, But everybody's like, oh, he's doing too much. I'm just like, what do y'all want him to do? We're, we're in a weird time to where some things that used to be just understood are looked at as cringe. But like I said, Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling were singing Cry For You by Jodeci at 12 and 13 years old on a Mickey Mouse Club. That's who he is. That's who just justified the album was literally mostly songs that Pharrell and them made for Michael Jackson that he turned down. Because in a weird way, Michael Jackson didn't want those beats. He wanted Super Thug by Noriega. And you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He wanted beats like Super Thug. I don't understand the backlash. Also, when he came out with the 2020 album and Suit and Tie was on there with Jay-Z. And I'm just like, so y'all mad that he performing with a nigga or... They don't know what they mad at. Is it because it's more like gospel centric or. Also, I don't know how I feel about Toby after seeing his video with fat a couple years back. Yeah. I I mean, a toxic Nigerian man is not the most <laughs> wow uh, thing that we've ever seen. If you know, at first I was excited for him, but then I was like, oh, then I started seeing how he moved, and I was just like, mm. I feel like a lot of those gospelish choir niggas, very toxic. I feel like it's giving abusive. But you know, that's the shit Kanye rode the wave on, and he was trying to get into. Everybody was trying to be Maverick City. Everybody can't be Maverick City. I like Maverick City though. Do you yeah. listen to this shit? Um, every now and then. Um, but yeah. So, all right, we're really we're doing really good. These are really. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'll be watching the Usher Bowl tomorrow. I'll be at my folks' house. I'll be at work. To be making some sliders for the fam. Aw, I'm gonna miss out on all finger foods. Gonna be at work. Maybe I'll bring some by, depending on what time I leave. Aw, thanks, friend. <laughs> I 
want to hear your uh, your discussion about the salt and pepper niggas. Oh my god! <sighs> okay. For those of us that don't know which salt and pepper niggas we are discussing, there is an there's an entire movement <laughs> of forty five and up year old men who are just out here being 45 and up year old men. They're not doing anything special. They just have a little gray hair. A little bit of moisturizer on. So I feel like this phenomenon started with this one dude who was just like always just super dressed up. I cannot think of his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. He blew up on Instagram. Um, Older man just was always in a blazer and some fucking slim fit dress pants and loafers. And everybody's like, oh, my God, he's so fine. He's so fine. He's so fine. This older man is so fine. So fine. So fine. Then I feel like it progressed to where more and more of these salt and peppery ass niggas was just acting like young niggas in a frat again. like. Posing in their fucking gym outfits, just just posting dumb Instagram posts like "Look at me shirtless," uh, making a fucking egg wrap in the morning, or you know what I'm saying, like yeah. on some Instagram baddie shit as old niggas. Get right? dressed with me, right? Let me watch you while I put my Stacey Adams on. Let me show you what. Let me put you on this cologne. Grown, a grown man knows about the, you know, the pipeline from cologne niggas to toxic niggas. Oof. Kevin Samuels perfected that role, but he wasn't looked at as a sex symbol. But I'm sorry. Um. So anyway, <laughs> now it's a whole, it's it's a movement, like I said. So I first seen it on TikTok, and I believe their <laughs> handle is Salt and Pepper Gang. I think so. Anyway, so it was just literally a lineup of fucking like 25 to 30 men in their upper 40s, mid to upper 40s, either bald and bearded with salt and pepper or they had salt and pepper hair, but just men just walking into clubs lined up like fucking (laughs) whores in a brothel. Um, and they wouldn't show them doing anything else. They would just literally, the videos are just them walking in yeah. or them just standing around mingling and shit. And women would do like the shit like when Harriet came down and family matters. And be, right. And all the women in the comments are just eating this shit up. Oh, number two, number five, number seven, number. And I'm just like, bro. But these niggas is apparently on a tour. Just going to different clubs, just making appearances, being fucking rapper baby mamas, basically, just showing up to the clubs and mingling with the people. They're not even being rapper baby mamas because they ain't got sections. They just in the mix of the crowd. They just are going out. It's, I feel like this is an extension of the niggas that were wearing suits uh, like during 2020 be like, we're changing the image of right, black men. Right, 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 right. So I'm just like, do y'all actually do anything? Like, is y'all niggas gonna line dance? Do y'all gonna get behind the bar and give us a coyote ugly? Like, what are y'all doing? You want your hoes to work. That's funny. <laughs> 
but it, what really gets me what's really getting me is like y'all are obviously doing this because you're trying to appeal to women mm. you you want to be looked at as this attractive this sexy nigga this wanted nigga but 75 percent of these men have rings on so now i'm really wondering what the fuck is y'all doing you know what the fuck they do you grow <laughs> Owen. and why is this blowing up sometimes women act like they ain't never seen just a regular decently dressed nigga up in age in their life ever and now that it's more than two of them in one room suddenly they have a thing suddenly they have a business suddenly it's like a venture now it's this thing where we're gonna make a name for ourselves for just being niggas who go to the club and have gray in their beard Paul Paul if you don't sit your ass down I got a couple things for one this is women's fault absolutely absolutely male centered women are the worst people in the fucking world Boof. All right, guys. Y'all have a good night. Bye. <laughs> Thirsty ass fucking women are so goddamn annoying. For like, because y'all not going into these clubs for men. Y'all not going to these situations to go network. You going to go be lusted after. Get chose. But it's also a gang of like young male centered women that oh, I'm looking for a sugar daddy. This is what my idea of a sugar daddy is. And not these overweight guys with all this stuff. I want a sugar daddy that looks like this. You want a fuck boy in a gray beard. And, and that's okay. To be quite honest with you, the lineup is not even all that intriguing. Get a little bit of muscles and a little bit gray. These bitches go wild. It might be three of them that stood out to me, but I'm just like, everybody else look like any nigga you could find at the bar on a Friday night after he get off work. These girls don't go nowhere. They go home. So when they see the the uh, gray beards on uh, <laughs> on tour, they, uh, they hard-pressed ass going to be up there. It's just like niggas when they see twerk team come through. At least twerk team making that money shake. Kim says she want these hoes to be on some coyote. I (laughs) want to know what is the purpose? Like, are y'all on some Keith Lee shit and y'all feel like if y'all go post up in a certain club, y'all gonna bring this club business? I feel like that is the next level of like content creator. Not necessarily Keith Lee, but um, Charles and Netta. Oh my God. They on tour too. I'm so sick of everybody. I'm sick of them niggas. Cause Charles, like the internet says. First of all, it looks like a good 25 year age gap. It's giving grooming, but <laughs> it's giving real weird. It's a lot of weird things going on. Um, also, Netta is giving me big Frida. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but what is going on there? She is a trans woman, even though she does not identify as a trans woman. So I we respect her. Thank you for clearing that up. 
but I, I just found it out because she went on T.S. Madison's uh, show. Okay. And T.S. Madison was like, I respect you. Na- like, what are your that pronouns? so and, much for me. And she was, uh, she was like, T.S. Madison was like, what are your pronouns? And she was like, well, I'm a trans woman. That's what T.S. Madison was saying. She was like, what What do you identify as? And then uh, Miss Netta was being vague. And then so T.S. Madison wasn't trying to press her, but she was like, um... So were you born as, were you assigned birth as a man? And Miss Netta said yes. Okay, that so clears up I, right. so much. I had me. the same. I didn't know, and I was trying to be respectful. Same, but after seeing so many videos, I was like, <laughs> I feel. The other thing is, in a weird way, I am proud of the black community that we let them cook. And we we knew we didn't know the full situation, but we were like these are two in the beginning. It was like these are two people in love. We respect them. They out here showing at that point only good things. It was a a femme showing her love for her man, mm-hmm. and for the most part, the black community who gets a lot of uh flack for not being welcoming to our LGBTQI people Mm -hmm. everybody was like leave them alone so i was like good job but the more and more we find out about these niggas nasty business uh charles (laughs) wants to be a kevin samuels ass nigga and be telling us the things that are wrong with uh cis women and we just i might make a note I might leave that part in because I, you know, fuck it. You know, (laughs) preach brother. I respect everybody, but I feel like if you're in a non-traditional relationship based on society standards that I disagree with, like, society shouldn't tell you what's accepted it's some real cocky shit for you to get up here and tell women what they should be doing and what should be expected for them how they treat their man when you know you dick you dick picking up what you're putting down if anybody has a problem with that by all means email me don't email <laughs> don't email Kim email me and I will address but everybody else hopefully y'all get what I'm putting down they just seem toxic as fuck they do and they're from our state which at one point I was like this has got to be Mississippi or Alabama <laughs> or Georgia yeah it's, it was given real rule, but it seemed like the, their community and the people around them accept them for them, which I think is gorgeous. I think that is beautiful that yeah. people accept people for who they are, especially in areas that get flack for not being accepting. Mm-hmm. I think that is wonderful. I don't want to see you niggas on tour, though. And I am not paying anything. For what? I don't. I just don't understand. First of all... It's starting with us. It's our obsession with these people. And people see that 
as a money making thing, and then it uh, so <laughs> capitalism gets involved. But it's just like, what are y'all going to do other than just be there? Nothing. They're just paying to get in the room with Charles and Netta because they saw them on the top on the TikTok. I'm so over like celebrity appearance culture. Especially for niggas and ain't celebrities. Even if it is a celebrity, if it's not first of all, we, we got too many people that we call celebrities. Right. To be honest with you. Even the rapper Baby Mamas, I still are uh, am so confused about why y'all pay them so much to make these club appearances. Because you had sex with a rapper, I'm going to give you money? Get the fuck out of here. And they be getting paid, paid. 10000 minimum women to be there. And they, they are only required to be there for a certain amount of time. And they show up at for the bare minimum amount of time that they have to be there. But... For the longest, I just, uh, you see the way people talk about him, and they be like, Ari said this, Ari said, who the fuck is that bitch? We wouldn't know who she was if she didn't have motherfucking G Herbo's baby. And you know what? Guys, I'm not even drunk, but I'm just going to say some reckless shit. She's not attractive to me. (laughs) And you know, people might not be attracted to me. I don't give a fuck. Unless whoever I'm fucking, I just the only person I give a fuck about. No, they find me attractive. Definitely a good amount of people who agree. She they didn't compare her to Moon Pies. That's exactly what I was about to say. <sighs> but she's light skinned with a BBL in the rap culture. But she's not cute, so that's just gonna equal success for her. Look, I'm not saying I wouldn't smash, but that didn't mean anything. <laughs> right, that's true. It's tons of people I would have sex with that are not attractive. But to idolize and hold these people up just because you have a rapper's child and you fuck other rappers. You know? Because my thing is like, I, I guess I just don't get it because it's like, Y'all aren't mingling. Y'all are in a section, ducked off, hella security around you. At best, you might be able to get a picture with them. But, you know, this goes into something we've also talked about. The celebrity culture thing bleeds over into, in Huntsville, Alabama, you go to Crew Lounge, and you're trying to get bottle section and all this other shit because you're trying to live this fantasy to escape from your reality. Y'all niggas need therapy. Literally. Trust me. I fought it for a long time, but when I finally sat my ass in that (laughs) chair and I started that process, why should it start making sense? Why the fuck do I give a fuck about what these people think? Literally. Free your mind and your ass will follow. Y'all are worshiping these people. Not even for legitimate reasons like music, <laughs> which is part of my church. But that's part of my ministry. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can see if a rapper going to be in a club and they're performing. Right. But I ain't 
just going just to, to go to just to pay to go to a club because so and so gonna be in one of the sections and not talking to us. The last time I did that was Trinidad James. Damn. For the hoes, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that was what, 2014? We got in the section and we got to daff up Trinidad James and he performed all gold everything at the height of it. That shit still goes hard. That's one of the, that's one of the greatest songs of all time. That was like hipster era black kid. Yep. That little period of like 2013 to 2016 was a nice era to I be agree. young and dope. Yep. The the reason I say that All Gold Everything is one of the greatest songs ever is because to foreign ears, it just sounds like he's saying nigga a lot. But to people within the culture, they understand that he's using it in different ways. And there's different meanings to how he's saying it. But because you don't speak our language, you think it's just saying the N-word. He's giving a whole goddamn sermon. This ain't for no fuck niggas. If you a real nigga, then fuck with it. Man. Soon as you hear that shit. Hey, you... You become the like you know the uh, Cat Williams joke about when hustling come on. That's how you feel. You be like, I'm that nigga. As soon as you hear that beat drop, dun yeah yeah. I remember yeah. when that song was popular. We used to be riding in Chance's car, and Chance and Lex would never say the n word. That's got a hard song to rap without saying the N-word. Lex was hitting all them ad-libs like a fucking champ, though. All those non-nigga ones. <laughs> and I was hitting all them niggas going in, and it was perfect. And it was like, this shit right. <laughs> Shout out to white people who can sing these rap songs and skip the word nigga. That takes talent. Bruh. I wish we had Because I can't imagine trying to do that shit. Lex was hitting every ad lib that didn't say nigga perfect. For the str- <laughs> like, like, it was what he used to hit hard as fuck. I'm like, man, this shit dope, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, one time we were doing it, we were going to see a movie. And me and Lex were in the back. And then we got to the end of it. And Chance is like, hold up, let's rewind that shit. Let's see this. <laughs> and we hit that shit again. And he's like, yeah, this shit different. <laughs> Run that shit <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Hey, man, we, we them niggas, bro. You know, we gonna go on tour next. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much yeah. Everybody else going on a motherfucking right. tour You mean to tell me we can walk into a building And not have to say nothing to nobody And get paid, and get paid. Sign hey, me up Promoters hit us up Once again email us Sign or, me up. Actually Kim got a lot of shit going on Email me <laughs> <laughs> Kim don't need to hear y'all bullshit If it's a lucrative offer I will send it to her And we will cross the the T's and dot the I's. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sub, urban, 
podworks at gmail.com for all inquiries. And somehow y'all niggas is getting that because I be getting some wild shit in them inquiries. Like, what the fuck? Oh, really? It be like books and people trying to come on and all this shit. I'm like, have y'all listened? Especially when them hotep niggas be on there, be like, hey, bro, I don't think our message is going to line. <laughs> we don't like your kind. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like your kind, boy. <laughs> Go now. Get, get it. <laughs> <laughs> Telling somebody to get, especially as a nigga, telling another nigga to get. That is, that is triggering. <laughs> if a mm. white person just told me to get, I swing on that motherfucker. But if a nigga tell me to get, I'm like, what? <laughs> Did you see that clip of uh, that Russell Westbrook's run in with that man? At the and he game? called him boy. Yeah. That's one thing hey, I don't play with. Boy. Listen, if you call me boy, I might you might have to peel me off you because I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass. I don't know where that shit fly, but in the south, no, not on duty, no, not on duty, no, 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 absolutely not. I remember I had to hip some white people to that shit, like they didn't understand. Like, no, bro, we don't play that shit. My mama taught me that from a young age. We know if if you hear any white person refer to any black person as boy or gal, get the fuck out of there. Mama, my mama told me sternly one day. I remember we was at the little gas station on um on Jordan Road. I don't know if you remember, it used to be a little gas station, like, right there. Shit, so much has changed over there. Yeah. But she got back in the car, and she was just like, don't let, don't never let nobody call you gal. Yep. And I was so confused. And I get it now. I'm call boy, and I had to. I had to tell somebody, like, you might want to get that motherfucker out of my face yeah. before I kill. Listen. And they, were, they had never seen me react that way. I was like, I don't play that shit. Mm-mm. You're not finna sun me in a racist way at that. Especially in a Southern dialect. <clears throat> a white Southern dialect? You calling me boy? Get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Nah. This is also what I carry my piece on me at all times. Right. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> like, even in Blazing Saddles with all the crazy shit going on, after Bart becomes the uh, sheriff and he go back to where his uh, homies are and that white boy came up and he was like, hey, boy, he's like, hey, watch that boy shit. You talking to the sheriff of Rock Ridge. Cool it, my nigga. Come correct. How do we get here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. I, we, so, we done so good. I don't even want to add that up. <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about Drake's uh, snake. <laughs> the snake is a mystery to me to this day. Bruh. I'm surprised I haven't seen it because there's much porn be on my Twitter. Bro, I was like, how does this shit get here? Because I'm not liking none of this shit. Bro, I got on Twitter that day. You know, I'm on second shift, so I'll be waking up late. I get on Twitter, be like, what the fuck's going on? Why the fuck Drake trending? I hit uh, that trending topic, and I saw that shit. And I don't be wanting to just see a nigga's fucking dick. <laughs> I don't like to see that shit. 
And I definitely don't like to see that shit when I just wake up. And I was like, why the fuck do I see that light-skinned-ass fucking penis <laughs> flopping around? And hoes is talk, uh, acting like they ain't never seen a fucking dick before. Was it actually a video or a picture? It was a video. Oh, so and it was, he was Yeah, which is the other thing. People feel way too comfortable seeing revenge porn or seeing celebrities' private parts. Mm. And them just being able to gawk and act like that that's disgusting. Yeah. Especially this light, bright-ass penis I didn't want to fucking see on my fucking phone. Y'all know how I feel about light-skinned niggas. You think I want to see a light-skinned dick? I haven't seen it, and I haven't searched for it. I just said, if it's meant for me to see, it'll run across my timeline like the rest of this shit. Like the rest of the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, My thing is, this is what I was going to ask you. I might cut this out. I might not. It might be funny. As a man, as a straight cis man, mm-hmm. why does it seem like women don't understand penises? Elaborate. There was a group of women, like in the video, <laughs> I can't believe I'm breaking out a, a Drake dick video. <laughs> um, in the alleged video. <laughs> He is clearly not fully erect. Okay. But he's he has a, a long member, we'll say. <laughs> it was women being like, it's not veiny or hard enough for me. And I'm like, do y'all think that niggas are just always hard, hard all the time? Hey, some bitches live their life. I th- also think that some women... <laughs> It's the same way that, like, when you hear, like, niggas talk about, like, women's bodies and be like, like, the 40-year-old virgin thing. Have you Mm -hmm. touched a boot before? It feels like a bag of sand. Like, why isn't he hard? Like, "Mm, ladies, (laughs) do y'all know? You know how blood flow works. You know how. It's also, I don't think, I think a lot of women also don't understand that. I think that goes both ways, though. It definitely does because, like I said, when niggas be talking about like women and, and they say stupid ass shit like her walls are loose or something, like, yeah. I, do you know how a vagina works? <laughs> I don't think you know. What do you mean? <laughs> but that's that male centered shit that I'd be like, I don't think y'all real fuckers out here. <laughs> hey, a lot of people be friends. They do. And as somebody who is, I mean, I ain't the most sexually experienced person, but as a uh, man with a dick, some of the shit y'all be saying be sounding goofy as fuck. We we used to use the term lying on your dick. Bring that shit back. But it's also weird when women are lying on other dicks, which is insane. And it's just as bad as when niggas be talking about vaginas and you be like, I don't think you, you know, know how it works. You ain't never been in one. <laughs> he ain't no eater. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
There's nothing else I can say that would ever be that funny. And I think we should just stop. <laughs> I am taking a back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe.